What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. This is the end. It's been a long journey. The end for now. One day Seth Rogen will hopefully come from the heavens and descend save on the us day. and save the day. <laughs> uh, but for now, that is not the case. Uh, of course, this is Kind of Funny's in review. I'm Tim Geddes. We're joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, hello. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. What's up? It's Christmas in July, Joey Noel. Oh, it actually works out this month. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Tim. Top of the morning to you, Nick. Of course, this is in review. We do it twice a week here at Kind of Funny. You can watch it on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to watch live as we record it, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, just like our Patreon producers have done, including a new one today, Molecule. Shout nice. out to Molecule, a nice. producer. Get used to Thank that. Thank you. Name. That's Nick, like what, a. What's what like you going to do with that? That's cool. That's a rapper that's a, name. That is a supervillain name. If I ever heard of. Oh right really? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Molecule. That was like a rapper name. A hundred percent the villain for Fast Ten. Thank you. Oh Thank oh, you. But of course. No one's Imagine ever really thoughts. truly a villain in Fast and Furious Universe. So Molecule, of course, by Fast and Ten Part Two, will get invited to the barbecue. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, but right now, we are about to close out Ninja Turtles in review right here. And then later this week on Friday, MCU in review returns with Black Widow. How exciting is that? I'm very excited. I'm jacked. Woo, baby. Woo. But today, Woo. we're not talking about that. We're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. In Europe, it was known as Teenage Mutant Ninja Toodles. So, oh, shut the fuck you. up. You're joking. Excuse I am definitely <laughs> made, made that, that up. up. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. 100% okay. made that up. Yeah. Before I was like, of this, I told Gia I'm going to do it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you, you think I could pull it over on him? <laughs> yeah. You, see, Tim, do you see how good it feels just to spit stuff out of your ass and get a laugh? God, Welcome to so my world. Keep your, keep your, keep your health care. You know, uh, well, I mean, let's not act like the UK is doing fantastic, right? They're, they have their issues as well. But, like, if you would have said Canada, that it was known in Canada as that, I would have been like, look, you can keep all your good shit over there. Mm-hmm. You know, we had Trump for four years, but you have that, which is almost as bad. Yeah. Uh, Toodles. I, I kind of like it. I don't I'm know. Not too, I'm not I, I wish you had gone to that tortoise. I feel like that I don't hate it. There would have been more believability there. <sighs> So, yeah, but they make the joke in the movie that they're specifically not ooh, tortoises. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Exactly. Poor dose. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, this one had a runtime of one hour and 52 minutes. It was released on June 3rd, 2016. It was directed by Dave Green, uh, an American film and music video director. He's most well known for a bunch of music videos and short films. Not really mm-hmm. too storied of a, a directing catalog uh, yet. But in December 2019, it was reported that Green will direct a live-action animated film based on Looney Tunes character Wiley Coyote called Coyote vs. Acme. James Gunn is producing. So, uh... Interesting. Interesting. Could be interesting. Um, This one featured music by Steve Jablowski. The last movie featured music by Brian Tyler, uh, who's known for the Fast and Furious soundtracks. And the last score was awesome. Steve Jablowski, the Transformers soundtracks, which are also awesome. My problem with this is 
He literally just used Transformers. Yeah, it was the exact this. same this thing. This was like the Transformers were... score. There was like no creativity at all. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, nothing needed. Crazy. You, I mean, you, you notice that? that? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a moment, specifically at the end during the climax, where you're like, this, this sounds like a Transformers movie. But to be fair... That happens a lot with a lot of even higher end, you know, composers. Like if you listen to a Michael Kamen movie, you're like, it, this could be any number of five of this of movies because he uses the same music cues all the time. And I'll be honest with you, the soundtrack fit very well with this, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, oh, I did not, did not at all. Uh, this one had a budget of 135 million and a box office of 245.6 million. And it does, in fact, pass the Bechtel test. Barely, though. Uh, there are two named female characters, April O'Neil and Chief oh. Vincent, played by Laura Linney. During an interrogation scene, they talk about a video security footage that has been edited. It's a very short conversation, but it does, in fact, happen. There is another female character, Karai, but she's not even really named or doesn't really say anything. Oh. So... That's all you got there. Uh, some facts for you here. Kevin Eastman, one of the natural creators, is the guy that makes the appearance as the pizza delivery guy. It was like walking by. Mm. Oh, that's funny. They come and grab mm. the pizza. So Michelangelo even says, thanks, Kevin. You feel like it happens a lot. Distracted uh, by his phone. I just got the fact that he just does it all the time. He's just used to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but like, again, like, even if, like, every day, every week on, like, Wednesdays, like, giant monsters zoom through the air and catch your food like that would be weird right like there's this weird good tippers the good tippers though i mean listen i like to swing into my local uh my local restaurants here but they don't care i tip them two bucks lots of people just tip them one buck Uh, they're like let them do whatever he wants to do i'm having trouble with everyone's call like joey's frozen yeah i'm seeing everybody very framey everyone's spot on on my end it's not just me i I see in the preview window they're all framey but like in our own cameras we're not should I restart Discord? I feel like I might have to restart Discord. Well, yeah, if you're if you're not seeing us right, I think maybe we should pause and restart Discord real quick because everyone okay. looks good on my end. Give me one yeah, second. Yeah, I can see everything. Bloop in and out. Hey guys, just me and you. Secret time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Paula worked on this movie. She was the uh, she was a PA. It was the first movie that she's in the credits. Mm-hmm. What it's known yeah. by? If you would have said Japan, I would have one thousand percent bought it. Bought yeah, it. but that's too easy. You know what I mean? No. Like they name Final Fantasy games what they that's do. True. So that's very true. <laughs> and, and the Fast and Furious franchise, which is just utterly fantastic. Okay. Uh, looking better, Kev. Oh yeah, way better. Everyone's moving the right fantastic. way. Fantastic. Cool. Except for Andy, fantastic. he's moving a lot. You know what I mean? He's like. Yeah, there it is. Dodge it, dodge it. Moving on, we have a couple more little facts for you here. Uh, Pete Plaza Plazzek, uh is now Leonardo, both in voice and actor form. In the last movie, he was just the actor. Johnny Knoxville was the voice. Did not continue for this one. And uh, Judith Hoak, who played April O'Neil in the original movie, makes an appearance as April's boss Rita in this one. Uh, oh. The producers tried to get cameo roles from uh, the actor that played Casey and from Sam Rockwell, who were both in the first movie, but they declined to appear. That's unfortunate. That is That's very unfortunate. unfortunate. Andy, what did you think about this movie? I don't know, man. You know. I I think <laughs> <No>. this <laughs> after last week I I really in, I I mean I I think I enjoyed the first iteration of this new sort of turtles movie more than everybody else and this one I feel kind of the opposite on I don't know what it was about 
No, granted, Mikey still made me laugh every time. Every time Mikey's like saying dumb shit and being silly and when Raph is getting mad and he's like, no, don't tell Leo. We're not going to be able to record our, our holiday Christmas album or hip hop album. Like yeah. stupid little lines like that. Like, I think he's just funny as hell and whatever he's doing on screen makes me laugh. But um, I don't know, man. I just feel like there were a lot of those later Transformers vibes in this movie. The the stuff that kind of just makes you roll your eyes and go, oh, we could have had a better. There there really wasn't a better line than that that you could have responded with. Uh, good Lord, Megan Fox is just like. I think she's reads lines in a way that makes them seem convincing, but at the sake of whatever her mood should be in that scene. Why is she smiling? Like, Always. <laughs> th- there are so many sequences that call for a different tone, a different mood. But I think she just goes for the line that sounds most like the way she would say it in real life. And it just it, it often just like kind of ruins the scene because she I don't know. It's just it's like she's never on the same wavelength as everybody else. Um, I thought Stephen Amell was really bad. Good Lord. I, I just thought he was a his acting performance. He was way he was like in a different movie. Um, his voice is like a little too high pitched to be Casey. I don't know. It just it just didn't fit right. It just didn't feel right. Um, homeboy, the wrestler, terrible. Holy shit. Um, Sheamus. what's his name? Yeah, Seamus. Seamus, who played uh Rocksteady, just not very very good at what he did. Um, Brad Garrett though, as uh, <laughs> as Crane. Not great, but okay. Though. I didn't <laughs> okay. realize that was Brad Garrett. That's so yeah. funny. I'll tell you what, the only, the, the only thing that came away positive from this movie was like seeing Krang and CG in that first sequence. I was like, I want a Doom movie. I want them to make like a modern Doom movie because I thought, I thought the visuals of it looked really cool. Again, I just wish this movie was a CG animated movie. I wish they just got rid of the real actors and went full cartoon with it. I thought it would have been a lot more fun and a lot less weird whenever stuff happens that just doesn't feel like it fits. Um, overall, I came away with this from this a little less satisfied than I was last week after watching the first one. Evan. Um, shockingly, I really enjoy this movie in the sense that like, it's a cartoon. Like they just, they go all out on so many different things and it's just like, we see the, the turtle van and it spits manhole covers and it's like, that's fucking awesome. Do I, I mean, I don't like the design for a lot of stuff, but they made things like uh splitter is a little less scary and the like the faces his nose isn't so wet yeah yeah and the 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 faces too of the turtle are a little like they look just a little bit more cartoony and like brighter yeah Mm -hmm. uh, there is some issues with the color purple and the bandana not looking as purple as i'd like it to but like i don't need to bring that up it doesn't matter uh but yeah overall i mean i just kind of feel like it's balls to the wall 100 percent the entire time and i kind of like like that like this reminds me of what i remember the cartoon being like and that's kind of what i want from a ninja turtles movie so i was like shockingly pleased with this movie andy cortez i do want to just hop in really quick and say i loved uh, the turtles in this equally as much as to the last movie uh the only reason why this movie kind of disappointed me was that i felt like for every really fun good sequence there was an equally badly written part the next moment that made you go oh come on man like we're so close to being like 
a seven out of ten movie. <laughs> We're so close. <laughs> and it just it just it would disappoint me whenever there would be another dumb decision made. Going a well. I think this is the most whatever five out of ten movie <laughs> that I've watched in a while. Just like it exists just to get you to like the next set piece fight or whatever, but like I didn't find any of those like that cool, like worth kind of the bullshit that we have to put up with to get there. Um, I will say that I've been saying for like however many movies we've watched where Bebop and Rocksteady and I would like to apologize for asking that over and over again because I did not like them in this iteration at all. Uh, so I, I take full <clears throat> responsibility for that. But something that I was thinking about is like why, because it like overall this isn't like that different of like story beats from like batman and robin in the sense that like there's a thing and they turn into creatures kind of like bane does i was like why do i like that movie so much more than this and i think it's just that batman and robin commits to being really campy in a way that this does it and i think it's because of megan fox and stephen amell like i think if i think they're trying to be too serious which is a weird thing to say about this movie or if maybe that's just my read, like it doesn't seem like they're kind of like doubling down on this being like, these are teenage <laughs> ninja turtles that you're partnering with here. Like, I think if they had like maybe just toned it down a little and like, okay, this isn't going to be some like award-winning film and like just had a little bit more fun with it. I think I would have probably liked it better. Now the final sequence where they encounter the cops and kind of like, here's who we are and here's yeah. what we do. Yeah. Like I got hype there. Like I got, I mean, I set felt, it up where you can't not be. Hyped. I felt like, the hype there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nick, what'd you think? Um, I mean, I, I got to disagree with all you guys. I thought this movie was fun. I don't think it's a good movie, but I think tonally they nailed it. I think every character is, I'm sorry, but Kevin thought it was fun too. Um, but I enjoyed it. Like I, I have criticisms of it obviously, but I think that they were going for a, kind of dumb cartoonish like movie like kevin said and i think they nailed it i i think megan fox and Stephen bell are great in this they're a lot more than they need to be but when you're acting opposite seven foot long uh you know seven feet tall giant turtles i think the direction was like hey let's have some fun with this and maybe not take it too seriously but i never thought I, any of the performances took me out of what was going on and i think one of the things i like most about this is that it seems like the characters were written Whereas in the first one, I think a lot of the turtle stuff was like secondary where they're like, let's make it much more about April. Let's make it much more about the other characters. And in this one, it was a turtles movie. We spent more time with them. They feel like they're real characters as real as they can be, of course, in this like cartoonish landscape. And by the time you get to Krang being asked to be stuffed back into the body of the robot, I'm like, this is just fun. And I think that the action sequences actually worked for me because I thought they were a lot more refined than the first ones. And I love the fact that they were like, hey, let's take a modern spin on the turtle van, which is going to be a garbage truck like we've seen before, you know, but it's it's the Tartuga Brothers garbage truck, whatever the fuck. Well, I thought it was fun. I think this is a perfect like kids movie that knows what it is and is not making it for a 41 year old turtles fan. They're making it for kids. And I think if you if I were a kid watching this, I'd be like, this movie slaps. Leo kind of a bitch, though, like. Oh, bitch. Well, I could not. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, that is obviously like they need to stop doing that as a fucking side plot. It is the seventh movie where Leo and Raph are the only B story that's happening here. And I'm like, we don't need it anymore, guys. Like, stop, stop doing that. The antagonism between these two is just at this point old. Granted, we've watched every turtle movie back to back so maybe if you didn't know 20 that 20 years like, had passed yeah exactly <laughs> 20, 30 years <laughs> but but it is yeah. kind of the only they keep going back to that same well which is disappointing but i don't know i think this movie just kind of was had a fun factor that the other ones were missing that i thought they nailed 
I couldn't disagree with Nick more. I had no fun with this at all. And I thought that it totally missed any vision it was even trying to accomplish because there is so much fun cartoony elements. But for all of those, like this is the first time we they did it. They, there's Shredder and Krang and Bebop and Rocksteady and hints at uh, a bunch the of other stuff like with the scientists and the Technodrome is actually the Technodrome, yeah, all that there. stuff. But they're just there like they're And it's just like they're not doing anything interesting. And they, when they're there, it's not cartoony fun. It's just cartoons in a real world and that's the biggest problem I'm with Joey where it's like so much of this is taken way too seriously it's not a kids movie like they're not doing fun kid stuff they're saying like son of a bitch and like things like that that are just like like I just don't understand Tyler like, Perry oh my god yeah and then <laughs> Tyler Perry doing whatever he's doing and just again there's this insistence on like the the foot being like this like terrorists more than anything like they don't feel like ninjas they it feels like they're always going up against these armed assailants and i'm like the the car chases and stuff like the turtle van car chase didn't feel like a ninja turtle car chase it felt like a bad transformer scene and the... that is my my problem them shooting them having the thing shooting out all the the manhole covers and stuff like it didn't feel fun. It just felt like bad, poor decisions that was poorly choreographed and then later pay off with them talking about it as like, oh yeah, like Stephen Amell repeating the lines that Megan Fox did in the first movie. I'm like, yeah, there was this the this car and they were shooting out manhole covers, like homing manhole covers. And it's just like, man, this somehow just feels worse than the poor delivery of the first one, Andy Cortez. Um, Tyler Perry's performance, we, we got to, sort of talk about this because i we don't have it, <laughs> it, 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 I, I sort of made this i made the same comparison when i was playing final fantasy origin where like when i see tyler perry acting in this movie i can easily picture him in a tv show where the main character is auditioning for a part and tyler perry as himself comes in and auditions for the part and plays the character that way in a way that's not good and like that's what I envisioned the whole time of like this just feels like Tyler Perry playing a character badly on purpose because like there's no way that this was the direction like there had to have been something else there that you could have done that was you know at least stand out you're a good actor like stand out from the other actors a bit and show your chops but you're you're on the same level as Stephen Amell and Megan Fox. Like again, you don't have to be super serious and ultra, you know, uh, Daniel Day Lewis. I'm not saying that. Just like you can be a good actor in this movie and not be, you know, accused of being taking yourself too seriously. I thought he was really bad as well. Yeah, I just think that scene to scene, there's no consistency even within each scene. Every character that's in the frame is feels like they're in a different movie, especially when you start talking about the scene where we have Stephen Amell, the Turtles, and April. And April's just standing there in the alleyway smiling the entire time. And it's like, what? I don't even understand what we're supposed to be taking from this when Stephen Amell is just like way too serious. And then the Turtles are way too cartoony. And like we now that's have three so funny. different yeah. types of uh, voice in this in every single scene, in, like leading to a point where Bebop and Rocksteady do something goofy. And then Shredder, we have fucking Shredder standing there and he literally goes like looking left to right like a oops just, who did that type thing and it's really bizarre talking about bebop and rocksteady though i actually really loved them i think that this is kind of the best iteration we've ever seen of them like it was just taking them well, I mean, what the they were in the cartoons but actually flesh i'm talking about in any iteration yeah like 
oh, really? giving them a little bit more. And like, they kind of just were like, oh, you nailed their characters of what they're supposed to be. I enjoyed Seamus. I enjoyed the other actor. I don't know his name. I liked them together. They didn't fit in the movie. But when they were together doing stuff, I would have rather see that cartoon movie than what we ended up getting. I, I, I just felt like everyone was very much like, hey, play this as if you are a character in a 90s cartoon. Like, yeah, Baxter just is constantly like, and it's like, that's who the character is, you know, like he's constantly he trying to. Yeah. And but what I, about and the police like, chief? But I feel I like mean, the police listen, chief, the hard ass police sit here. chief that's like, like, I don't believe the hell you're talking about. And then later, yeah, like, Laura Linney's oh, like no. straight out of a true detective age. I'm not going to fucking sit <laughs> like, here. It's not 90s cartoon. And listen to the disrespect that you all are doling out for Laura Linney. Okay. <laughs> you need to fucking recognize Joey. Can I get an amen? Yes, but she's so out of place in this movie. No, I yeah. think she was. I mean, I think they were trying to go for like the traditional. Like she's kind of the the, the, the straight man, right? Yeah. The tough guy, the one that's like, I don't believe in it is going on. She's her character I, from I Ozark. Well, I mean, that character yeah. is intense and really yeah. insane. Cartoon. Yeah. No, I think I think like, she's just playing cartoon, the, the like direction was play the police chief, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can see where you guys are coming from, but it none of this read like that to me. It read like everyone was having fun. Yes, everyone was maybe about 110%, but I feel like that was the direction. I feel like it was like, be Daffy, be, be silly. You are a cartoon character. You are um, hopping out of the, the, card, the 1980s cartoon. And that's, I think that nice. they... Again, maybe you don't like that vibe, but I think that they nailed it. But uh, I think it all comes from nailed it is a strong word. Nailed it is a strong word. I think they achieved it. Yeah, achieved it is the right word. But I think that so in the uh, the '90s cartoon, there's the character of um, April's boss, the like chief of the news. No, that was her like assistant. Like the the boss guy he was okay. like a fatter dude, but he played that same role as the 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 police. Yeah, he's the J. Jonah Jameson character. Yeah, right? where where she, like he never believed any of this turtle stuff. Remember, and always thought it was a lie. And it's it's yeah, the but, same okay, thing. Of think just about J. Jonah Jameson. Seriousness, seriousness. But that comes off as a cartoon when you look at like the Sam Raimi Spider Man movies with J. Jonah Jameson. She doesn't act that way. She acts like it's a real serious thing. There's the difference there of like it's the yeah, same I don't know. I, end I goal. I guess I don't see too much the performance. There. Yeah, I mean, no, Tim's right. I mean, her perform. I mean, this is again, yeah. we're getting into the minutia here. But when you have Laura Linney acting opposite Megan Fox, and it's no disrespect to Megan Fox, but like Laura Linney's just a much higher caliber actor. If you don't believe me, watch Ozark. Jesus Christ, so, she's phenomenal in that. So good in as long as she's great in everything she's done, I think that that she just maybe was a slightly miscast in that role because she i mean this is the other problem too is like i we all know who laura linney is so she's bringing that caliber to that role so you're like well i mean how could you say no to that but um i don't know i i thought i i don't have the 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 bias against megan fox that you guys all seem to have maybe bias is the wrong word i i liked megan fox and i think she's having fun i don't expect her to be sitting there like crying on cue. I just think like, hey, she's she's acting opposite a bunch of dudes in suits and it works out. And I think Stephen Amell was hamming it up for the camera the entire time. I don't think he was at no point that I think he was not having fun either. I don't know where you guys are getting that he's like doing this serious brooding thing. Because I mean, for Christ's sake, he takes a hockey stick out and starts taking out ninjas with hockey pucks. Like what more do you want, Tim? No, are you fucking why dead inside? Mask, why does his mask look so bad in this? So like cool. They, they I, I never, I never said that. Casey Jones. That's a real Casey Jones mask though. That's what it no, was supposed the, to look like. But the what the TMNT Timnut the first one like has a Timnut? better looking Casey Jones. Are you saying Timnut right? now? Is that what we're saying? I, I never said that he was a. 
I never said that he was too no, serious. I just said that he was bad. I just thought Stephen Mel was bad. But the uh, I think all every all the points that we're making right now, uh, I think just go with my earlier point of I wish just it was just a CG cartoon, like a really pretty over the top. See, um, that's what's funny though. Animated I had, adventure. I had more fun watching this than the CG cartoon, and I just think it was because they went. They didn't. I don't. And when I say they're not taking it too seriously, I don't mean it was like a parody. But I think the idea was like, hey, let's have fun with this. Let's be creative yeah. and let's not. Like, you know, I just I think it works better than a, a lot of the iterations that came before it. Um, I, I mean, of course, I, it's I, not. A, yeah, I was gonna say I agree with you, Nick. I feel like the the Brazilian plane from a plane into a waterfall with tanks thing. Like I thought that ridiculous. All was I loved it. Ridiculous and fun. Also, the the final fight scene on the Technodrome as it being constructed around them. I thought all of that. A, it looked visually cool. And that was all pretty was much fun. just a 3D animation movie. <laughs> yeah, at that point, at that point right, when sure, they're, when they're like, skating down you know, the Technodrome, looks, you're like, this is a CG yeah. movie. Yeah. But, like, it looks cool. Like, the, the, the visuals, like, ILM did a great job. Again, Paula was working on this one. Her Dude, name. No, Paula did credits. No wonder you love it so much. No, no yeah. Wonder. Kevin has the best. Uh, full transparency, now. Kevin works for Paula, and Paula worked on <laughs> this movie. So yeah. we have now, to put hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad. Krang like is designed so so dumb. And it, oh, like, I, lo- I love his design. No, I just I think it comes that... out of the fucking blue. Where you're like, hi, I'm Krang. I'm an alien. But you're like, what? The, <laughs> where like, did this come from? But the, I the shove me into my stomach thing is so dumb. But, like it. that's where it's like that is the like for made for kids. That's like, the that's kids the, movie. Yeah, yeah that's like, the kids yeah. part. Yeah, I don't it's, know. I mean, trust me, I see everyone has valid criticisms, but for some reason, this one just was like, eh, this is this clicked the fun factor where I wasn't bored the entire time. Like I was for like out of time or Turtles 3, right? Where you're like, why did anyone waste their time making this or acting in this? But just to go back to the Laura Linney thing, I think if that character would have been played by someone like Elizabeth Banks, who has like a little bit more like fun and like a little bit more wacky and over Great the top, then I think I would have. Probably. I think Maybe, that's the vibe that they probably should have gone for instead of like Laura see, Lee, who's like actually good. I would disagree because Not that Elizabeth all, Banks we, isn't, but I mean Elizabeth Banks can play it straight too. Um, but I think that the Laura Linney character was done purposely to be a little bit more realistic so that that end part would slap, would hit, right? When they come out and they talk about like this is who we are and she's there. And if she was like a more silly character, I just don't think that that moment would have actually read well. It totally would have because it didn't read well because of any of that. It only played well because of how it was shot and the music rise and all that stuff. Like, yeah, was, the music was cheap sick. shot hike. Yeah. Like it, the writing in this movie is some of the worst I've ever seen in any franchise movie, period. And we've dealt with some really bad stuff. But on a character to character basis and more than that, just on a what the hell's happening basis. It's just like there's no tonal consistency. And I really think that when we start talking about the cartoon versus not cartoon thing, it's like I'm not even talking about the quality of the acting. Like I think that I can't even get to the that level of criticism of Megan Fox versus Laura Linney because it doesn't even matter because what both of them are saying doesn't add up to create a, a consistent piece at all. And the moments of the waterfall and all that stuff, yeah, very cool. Very fun to watch. And there's there's moments in them that are great. There's a lot of moments in them that aren't. And everything in between is really, really, really bad live action stuff that has things that range from okay moments to bad moments to just truly awful moments. And I don't think that they ever hit highs. You didn't like Vern the Falcon? (laughs) I mean, it was it was kind of made me laugh in a way where I'm like. I don't know if I'm laughing at it or with it or what, but like yeah. I'll give it to it. But then it's like that was kind of just the tone of every choice they made in the mm-hmm. in the damn movie throughout it. Like just because the turtle van's there, 
isn't enough for me. Like it needs to be cool and giving it giant nunchucks. That's not, that's not what I'm looking like. That's the type of cartoonish creativity that I'm just like, all right, I guess just anything see, can fucking but, happen because Donatello is a scientist and he can make fucking anything he wants. And it's like, that wasn't set up ever. And if it's like, that's the world we're, that we're setting up, they didn't do that. They did not do that in these two movies. So they're just kind know. of throwing things into reality. We are in a reality and they don't cut from that. <laughs> Well, so, I mean, for me, as a, as a, as a rebuttal, if I may, Your Honor, um, I think the plot in this makes way more sense than the, than the one that came before this, right? As far as the motivations for, the, for why people are doing them, are they good? No. Are they, do they come out of left field? Do they just randomly introduce an interdimensional being, an alien being in, in the first five minutes of this movie? Like, no more. Should have set this one up a little bit. Should have set this one up a little bit. But um, I think it makes a lot more sense that what he's doing than, than poisoning the city and then trying to take it over, which was like we all th- agreed was just – like shut backward just, in the last, last movie. one he was he was just bad and i guess trying to and take just, over the city i'm just bad so and in this one i like that he was handle it yeah. yeah um and then you know as far as the the nunchuck stuff like that is the kind of thing that if i were a parent with my kid i would expect to see out of a movie called teenage mutant ninja turtles and i i can just i guess one of the reasons why i vibe with that is i was i'm like i could just imagine this being a toy i can imagine me wanting the nunchuck go like garbage truck toy um, but then, of course, they had the comedic beat of like, yeah, they pull him out and they realize how ridiculous it is. And then Mikey just immediately loses both of them on an overpass. And you're like, well, that was it. But, you know. Yeah, I hope that scene brought somebody joy because it sure wasn't me. Did you, realize, do you know who Shredder is in this, by the way? Mm-mm. You, are you are you aware that he's the same actor that played DK in uh, I was about to say I, was, I didn't want to come off wrong. I was like, no. is it? Wow. Just like, Holy shit. That's I was awesome. like, I think that guy was DK. I just looked it up. I was like, damn, dude, this makes Fuck. me like this movie even more. Put it at number yeah, one. Shit. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> no wonder why he was like a lot taller and more brooding than the first Shredder we had, who was like 5'2". Like, yeah, like this guy. In Tumnut 1, 1990. Well, I you know I, I want to yeah, I want my shredder like you know DK is like a menacing type. He has he's got that big tall like, body I want him frame. You know, purple and having blades on him. That's all I want. And we only got like him to be in a flowy blouse with with lots oh, of shoulder yeah. pads, just yeah, big shoulder pads, like he stepped out of an eighties film. Uh, Before we get to the plot, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip the trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. There's something for everyone to enjoy with all recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Enjoy a wide variety of easy, delicious options for three meals a day, plus every snack and special treat in between with HelloFresh Market. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Greg. I love to cook, and one of the things that got me started on cooking was these kind of packages, right? HelloFresh sends you the pre-measured ingredients. You get the instructions. You pick ahead of time what sounds good. You don't have to think on the day of. You just go straight down the checklist. You make something good, and you learn how to cook. You learn new methods. That's why I love it. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, you can go to HelloFresh.com morning14 and use the code morning14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com morning14 and use the code morning14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping hello fresh america's number one meal kit our next sponsor why it's babble this summer get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of the destination you're going to with babble the number one selling language learning app 
From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world. Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. I'm not even traveling with it. Instead, uh, Jen's mom uh, from the only, uh, the one and only Quebec coming down here. I've been using Babbel. I signed up for Babbel. I'm going to see if I can talk to her a little bit more in French than usual because I usually can't, but I've been doing Babbel because unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their course with practical real-world conversations in mind. Things you'll get to use in everyday life. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use the promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING, for an extra three months. And our final sponsor of the day is stamps.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you still going to the post office, still paying full price for postage? Well, thanks to stamps.com, you don't have to anymore. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from UPS, USPS, and more. Of course, when we were still in the office, one and only Joey Noel was using this to mail out all sorts of stuff for Patreon. We love stamps.com. Stamps.com brings the services of the United States Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop shipping out orders, or just navigating this hybrid work life. Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. Stop wasting time going to the post office and instead go to stamps.com. There's no risk. And with our promo code kind of funny, all one word, you get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone in the top of, at the top of the homepage, and type in kind of funny. That's stamps.com, promo code kind of funny. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Now, Nick. This is the plot for Ninja Turtles. How many things rhyme with Ninja Turtles? I didn't have a lot of time for her. So red is for Raphael. Donnie's purple. Tim Nutt out of the shadows. If you want to go down swinging, these guys hit harder than anyone. Come on, son. You didn't like that line? I did. (laughs) The turtles jump off a really tall building and land on a gargoyle. Turtle formation? I thought you said squirrel formation, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys are making good points, have, good points so far <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to rethink my opinion on this <laughs> like <this> right <laughs> Two rides, lines into the recap Yeah, Dottie rides Raph into a pool And then they flip uh, a bunch into a manhole And then pop out and grab a pizza And they say thanks Kevin, see you next week And that, it's funny that that's Kevin Eastman That's cool, I didn't realize that But that's a fun little easter egg they play keep away with the pizza and we get titles over screen explaining who they are and what they do just in case you haven't seen a ninja turtles property up until this point of course wrath is the muscle and then uh well we don't really need to worry about the other ones because you all you all know who they are turns out they're sneaking into a knicks game pretty cool is spike lee there he never misses the game i i like this little slow-mo intro thing i just thought it was fun I just thought it was unnecessary. I was like, if people don't know who these turtles, this is the second movie in a franchise, but I guess kids are stupid. Kids are dumb. They are. There's always a fun to to big, like those type of like just intro shit that I I just appreciate. But Mm -hmm. what I don't like, and this has been true for uh, all of the CG movies to an extent, but definitely the the two Michael Bay produced ones. Like, I don't like it when the turtles doing their parkour type stuff doesn't feel like parkour and instead feels like some super complicated Sonic the Hedgehog room 
Goldberg machine thing where it's just kind of like they're just throwing their bodies and it's just CG messes like flip, right. flip, 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 whatever. It's like I want some level of I know this sounds stupid, but realism, realism is the motion sure. that they're they're doing just like or else it goes out the window of being interesting to watch. And it's just kind of colors going around. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, and that, I think that's a huge problem with their design. Like mm-hmm. their bodies are are so big. Seeing them move that way just doesn't seem like it's not realistic. Like you can't, you're not gonna see a bear jumping around like that. It just does. That's not how things move, right? You ever seen Jungle Book? He floats down a lazy river. Okay, but that's mm-hmm. he's not doing backflips, is what I'm saying. And I think I nailed it. <laughs> but then. he's but he's laying on his back, and that's you're pretty much the same thing, right? The way you are. Turns out Leo and Raph guys are still arguing. Hey, Mr. Miyagi, we save the city. We should be on the Jumbotron, not above it. Fucking nailed it. Turns out Will Arnett was told to take all the credit for beating Shredder all by himself. And the city of New York just believed that this idiot was capable of doing that. Uh, and now he has a cool nickname, Vern the Falcon Fenwick. Uh, even though they told Vern to take credit, they still shoot spit wads at him and embarrass him in front of his, I guess, date and or girlfriend, depending on who you ask, Alessandra Ambrosio, who's like, we've been dating for a week. Uh, April calls Donnie and tells him she's taking out Baxter Stockman, who she suspects of working with Shredder. Uh, Donnie tells her she can use the watch he got her as a birthday present to hack into Tyler Perry's iPad. So she has to get close to and uh, to him, and she does so by pretty much just giving him attention. He's like, oh, my God. She's talking to me. This is amazing. Baxter gets, of course, interrupted by his assistant, uh, which interrupts the hack. So April tells him she has a boyfriend and then ghosts uh, to follow his assistant. Uh, And instead of just kind of like sneaking up on him and getting close to him, she pulls an elaborate disguise change by taking off clothes, taking off her wig and putting on uh, a little mini skirt with uh, one of those schoolgirl like sweaters and then just happens to join a group of other schoolgirls who are trolling people what are they selling something they we got a cowboy here like was all this set up did they know her i don't also, know yeah, I think they were just selling like mint mobile lost- or something like that in the yeah. middle of this train station uh, the dude that lost hmm. the cowboy hat was really cool about his cowboy hat getting taken like i just can't yeah it was like being- i didn't like it anyway you know, this is one of the most bizarre one minutes of footage so ever put I, into a feature film she, she's wearing pants at one point yeah, right? I don't know how she gets them off. Gets I don't know the how she skirt, gets them off. And then somehow we don't see it because they cut away. She removes the pants while wearing the skirt while walking. Did she have pants? She had pants Pretty on. Sure. Yeah, long she pants. Great with that wig. And though. she, uh, Kevin, yeah. two words. In the middle of a pants. crowded train station, by the way. Like, not, pants. Yeah, it's New York. Grand right? Central so, Station. You know, like I Tim. Listen, right now, I got. I got to get you to change into a skirt. What are you going to do? You're going to put on your tear, tear away big boy pants that you use when you play basketball. You pull them off. You got that skirt on. Look at those yeah, legs. Nobody can tell what's going on. Big boy on. pants, Tim. Come on. Get the big boy pants, Tim. This pants. this was one of the, and I'm 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 kind of almost thankful. This was like the last vestige of Michael Bay. Let's just shoot close ups of Megan Fox's body for five minutes. Uh, and just so we can throw that in the in the trailers and get people to come watch this movie, it's this sticks out like a sore thumb. And I'm like, this is so degrading toward her character, who, by the way, is a very capable human being in this. Yeah. Like she's the one that figures out most of the shit and is like the 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 proactive like protagonist of this movie. I was just like, what a fucking horrible there, choice to there, do I think to her. There was one more scene in this that felt like it was very much touched by Michael Bay's hands, like specifically. And it was the one where as soon as the Bebop and Rocksteady get transformed, they look at their wieners and high five. That very much. Yeah, but oh. 
That's fair. That's fair. But that that read to me as like this is dumb juvenile humor. This scene read to me like, hey, can we just have a part where Megan Fox hangs out of a truck and Vern stares at her ass and we have a close up of her ass, yeah. which was like uh, the last in the last movie. You're like, why would anyone? Why would you put this in? <laughs> this is the stupidest thing ever. But whatever. Sorry. So correction. She was wearing tights and a skirt. Mm. Even but oh, still tights, just Tim. as complicated. Tim, put on your big boy tearaway tights and let's uh, let's change you into a scroll girl. (laughs) But I mean, dude, even like besides the gratuitous scene there, like even just setting this up where it's like, oh, Donatello gave her this watch, but the watch can only work within a couple feet. It's like, why are you convoluting this so fucking much? If you are trying to get the end goal that she that April meets this scientist, come up with a way that's not this fucking convoluted two minutes into this movie. Like, it's so silly and dumb. And it was an excuse just to get her topless somehow. So yeah, that part was dumb. I didn't mind the fact that she had to like use her cunning and like con him a little bit and get close to him. And that gives you an opportunity for the, to get some character exposition down. Right. Where it's like, we learn who Baxter is. We learn he doesn't, he's not, you know, that socially aware of what's going on and he's easily taken over by her charms. Um, I don't mind that stuff. I never mind when someone's like, the hack doesn't work. You know, it's like Mission Impossible shit. We're like, why doesn't it work? Why can't you just. Mission Impossible <laughs> I mean, does it well. They set that up. This is yeah, really the scene that's introduced. In. You gave me this watch that doesn't work the way I needed to in this one very specific use. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Baxter. Let's see. And it totally works. She gets the hack off and it's good. Uh, and then uh, we go back up to the. Uh, the Ninja Turtles. And I got to be honest with you guys right here. I got to I got to tell you guys something. This is my big this is my one problem with this franchise. OK, guys, this is my one. Just one. My only problem. My only problem with this franchise it's is that every plot. time they order pizza, these are six foot four, 300 pound turtles. And every time they order a pizza and it takes some fucking 20 minutes to flip up, they got to climb that fucking building so they can jump off of it first and swing like Spider-Man to get the pizza. And Tim, they order one pizza. It just and it's like, what now? Here's the thing. Are you doing? Here's the thing. Reptiles eat once a week. Like an alligator will possibly once every two weeks. An alligator will eat a whole chicken and that's enough because they're cold blooded. So their blood doesn't circulate and maintain their body heat the same way. So they're very, like, efficient. efficient. They also, yeah. but like you know, realistically, they would have to like sit in the sun for. Let's for a put lot it this way, day. Kevin. Well, yeah, it's very true. Maybe not uh, be able to let's do put the it back this way. They do. I only need, need Andy. I only need one piece of pizza. But the last time I ate pizza, I ate five pieces of pizza. Oh, yeah. Especially when I'm watching a Knicks game, right? I'm watching my Knicks, Andy, my New York Knicks. Those are my team. I'm watching them lose. You're Oof. watching You're watching uh, DeAndre Jordan wrestling the ball, but he steps on pizza. And also <laughs> Matt Barnes is back there. And all, I'm looking through the MDB. I just have to catch all the NBA stars right. that were back there. Yeah, Later on, on, we right. get Carmelo Anthony, who yeah, was we just god-awful. Like Holy the shit. I love it. This this has the best line of the whole movie. That was almost the line that I read. It was like, "There's pizza on my Nike." That's New York. <laughs> so good. Uh, anyway, uh, then Mikey, as they're on the way home, sees a Halloween parade and decides to join it so he can come out of the shadows and into the street. Oh, with his that is why the girls are dressed up then. If it's Halloween. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so though. I think that they were like maybe they're headed to this parade thing. Maybe they're. That's possible. That's possible. Why I don't know why they would be dressed up. Strangers. I'm, maybe they were drunk and when you're drunk the random Evan, strangers were stopping them that's yeah. true that's true no, that makes more sense them. see tim 
Yeah, maybe we just didn't watch this movie maybe closely. Right. Like, all the answers right. are there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, I bet if Kevin Googled Max Wi-Fi for iWatch, uh, it's only three feet. What Subtext. The Max Wi-Fi for the iWatch. I hate you, Nick. <laughs> anyway, uh, he see. oh my God, this is the coolest part of this whole fucking movie, Tim. How have we never bought one of these costumes before? He sees a guy in a Transformers costume who dresses like Bumblebee. So and the guy trained... Cool. <laughs> That is it's like those little like, kids. It's all those videos. So of cool. kids. That's yeah. so cool. That's uh, so cool. And then, of course, he gets pulled back down into the shit. And then they're like, you can't do that because we yada, yada, yada. People see us. They're going to freak out. He's like, that was I, the coolest thing I've ever experienced. It's like, dude, you you skateboard through tunnels. like, And you do loops. Skateboard pack. Why don't they sell yeah. the technology that Donnie's inventing? Like, they can make a lot of That's probably board. what they do, right? No, I mean, they, I don't think so. We don't see any hoverboards out, out in the real secret, world. Remember in the CG version where yeah, Donnie was operating the call center? They have April front like she developed it, like hologram watches. No one else has hologram watches. Pretty cool. Sell that. Pretty cool. Sell that technology. I know. Good point. Make a billion dollars. Then you can just buy and sell shredders. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Shredder lo- gets loaded into a van with a human human bebop and rocks that he played by. Uh, that's Seamus, right? So we yeah. said the wrestler. Yeah. The other actor is the other Is actor, he still wrestling? Seamus still wrestling? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Here's my question. Is this so wrestling trans- name Seamus? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's his name name. Don't break KFAB, you know? His actual, his real name is Seamus Seamus, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll try harder funny, next time. It's I'm funny sorry, they're guys. Try- Thanks, Nick. It's Kevin, funny were you trying they- to say don't break KFAB? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> interesting that they're like, hey, we got to transport this extremely dangerous criminal. But also just these two other guys that are idiots. Like, his real name is Steven. <laughs> way to ruin the fantasy for me god damn it by the way as a random side note um rocksteady or the other one was played by an actor named gary anthony williams who i had never seen in anything but right before i watched this movie i watched a movie on netflix called i don't feel at home in this world anymore and he plays a detective in it and he's great in that and it's a good movie but i was like that's so weird that i'm seeing this guy i saw this guy in two movies in the span of like two days from malcolm in the middle Dewey's that i don't i don't i ever watched malcolm in the middle really oh nick i think you'd enjoy it is that the one with that actor that andy likes a lot because he was he made math Mm -hmm. brian cranston yeah Cool, yeah. cool. Uh, continuing no, no, on. Noted no no cook, no Brian Cranston. <laughs> I mean, it was a popular, very popular show. It's what well, made Frankie Muniz no huge. In, in general, I'm talking about this specific group. No, no I never, never watched it. Unfortunately. Wow. Uh, anyway, back to the plot. Uh, he gets loaded in there, and Stephen Amell's there, and then someone's like, hey, Casey Jones, don't screw this up, or you're on this watch forever. And Casey's like, I play hockey. The turtles come back and get interrupted, and they interrupt Splinter's Nirvana, with he's about to achieve in three seconds, but of course they mm-hmm. screw it up, which is, again, another reason to not have kids. Uh, he tells the boys to go get them, and they head into the Tartuga Brothers garbage truck, which and I think is And then Leo goes, awesome. thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. He didn't say Thanks, it like Dad. he didn't say it like Nebula, but still, it's me. Yeah, it's the good, idea is there. That's great. Uh, Baxter plays Overwatch with, while uh, with Karai as Casey Jones talks shit to Shredder, uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, I think this part is hilarious, where they're they're like geeking out over Shredder. So Bebop tells Rocksteady, he's like, "Just speak from your heart, man." <laughs> and they're like, "And we like you a lot." Uh, and then Shredder's goons show up uh, on really really cool colored bikes. And at first, Casey Jones is like, "Hey, keep an eye on those motorcycles." Fuck, I'd have been like this. Though. They're for sure coming to try and get Shredder. Yeah, like, let's load the guns immediately. Yeah, I load. But- 
Load the shotgun. He's so annoying the entire time. So Just fucking annoying. Casey Jones is cool. Like constantly talking shit. Talking and it's shit, like, dude. don't. But also, I'm shocked that Shredder didn't like kill him as soon as he got out. Just for funsies. I don't think Shredder kills anyone in this whole. I don't think Shredder actually does anything in this movie. Except for putting a little ice block and put away. With a bunch of other. Useless. What a great, one great shot that I love, though. One motorcycle. 12 motorcycles. Yeah, that's that was cool. cool. Always cool. That's, cool. that's a ninja move right uh, there. Hide your number. Of course, Joey. I don't, yeah, I don't believe that uh, Stephen Amell would have turned into, uh, or Casey Jones would have turned into a corrections officer. I no. don't buy. I don't like that. <laughs> he was a no. vigilante. There's no way he turns Boy, into an or he's an arc. I understand vigilante. that it's a different. He's a corrections officer. He's a cop. I thought he was a cop. Yeah, it's Those a cop. Are different things. He works no, for he works for Those like the the prison, though, doesn't he? Those are different things. Yeah, cops and corrections. I'm pretty sure different. he was a cop. Either way, was... I don't really think I don't like that Casey Jones like goes from a vigilante to like a narc. His dream was to be a detective. That's Officer Jones. And one day I'm gonna be a detective. Shut the fuck up. Shut like what a terrible up. line. Yeah. Terrible fucking. I, I, Laura Lamy's like this. I'm the chief of police. Like, you're never going to be a detective in the city. It's it's <laughs> I'm like the one that signs off on that. You're reading that like a fucking twelve year old who's like whose teacher is doubting him, and one day I'm going to be the best ever. Like shut the fuck up. You're an adult. You're like thirty years old in this movie, dude. Terrible. Uh, all of the motorcycles plant bombs on the cars around and then blow them up, and then they climb up onto the the van using cool electrical like uh, climbers. While Casey chastises his driver for not loading the shotgun. Suddenly, a horn plays. The song Turtles in a Half Shell, and the boys roll in, shooting manhole covers all over the place. And they got these massive nunchucks. And the little kid in me is like, Get them, get them, Mikey. You've always been my favorite. The massive nunchucks are dumb, but I really enjoyed the the fact that it shot manholes, manholes, and like just the this it's this giant vehicle with all these lights. And I that did it for me. I was like, Oh, when it launches the sword. I was just wanting it to like cut so through. Rid- but it's so ridiculous <laughs> and it's such a like cartoon in real life. I just, I just really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, some cool stuff here. Some cool choreography to where uh, Raph jumps out of the back of the car. And then he says the world's stupidest line where he's like, that's how I roll. And that's how you roll. And then he kicks the guy off the bike. Nah, that's and a good one. Like, that's that's a- I, I could not <laughs> disagree with you more. Kid, that, man. man. You say that there was some cool choreography. Like that was a scene that should have been so awesome. And like, I want to say I felt nothing, but I did feel something. I was just like, oh, no. I didn't like it. Just try to enjoy life. I'm not, man. I just have have (laughs) the lowest levels of expectations. Every movie we talk about, you're always so upset. A fucking modern movie. Silly things. Silly things, like the Ninja Turtles doing cool (laughs) shit. They were doing cool shit. A really important piece of information for you all. Yeah. Uh, The the actor that played, the one that was in the movie that... Nick was talking about the guy that played Bebop was a voice in Britney Stansby, the video game. And I just cool, feel like yeah. we all should really appreciate that. Uh, the, 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 the voice who played who, Joe? Oh, he was in Britney Stansby, the critically acclaimed video game. Oh, wow. I, the, I beat that game. I platinum that game. Yeah. Would you, wow. would you believe that, Tim? No, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Lying, guys. PS2 they're game. Called, they're called Toodles. <laughs> <laughs> You got me, you fucker. You got me. Anyways, it's always funny to how easy it is to know that you got Nick because he'll tell you. You know what I mean? Like, like, he'll get all worked up and try to make fun of it by being like, look how dumb it is. 
Look how dumb it is. It got me, though. I'm trying to remember. Listen, listen. It wasn't my fault that they didn't get across that fucking Sub-Zero's great-great-great-grandmother on his dad's side. Was the fucking per- was the main character in this movie? Okay, I didn't understand so it. It was so clear. And that was Sometimes I look down to type. I gotta look up, and it's 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 you know I lose some of the nuances. For instance, I didn't know Megan Fox smiled this entire movie. I had no idea she was smiling. Apparently, she's not, she never stopped smiling. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, whatever, we'll skip ahead here. Uh, they start to lose, and then someone's like, "Let's teleport back." She's like, "Let's teleport uh, Shredder out of here." And again. You want to talk about some some critiques you have on here about the technology. You got teleportation technology. Why are you even worried about anything else? It's just fucking well, it's, that, it's that right there could make you rule the world. But like, <laughs> you wouldn't need anything within, else. Within half a second, it's very clear. The response to let's teleport him early thing is like, oh, I don't know if it works yet. Yeah. And then they but that's why you that's why you hire a bunch of people. You make them sign all these. Yeah. You get your atoms all jumbled up. Exactly. Um, Are you, you the same person? Do, you know, we don't you, know. You gotta have your atoms in order. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, unfortunately, Shredder's teleportation gets hijacked by none other than Krang. Turns out the teleportation device is part of an arc capacitor, which Craig launched onto the Earth dimension. But when he shipped it there, it broke into three pieces. I love it. Laughing? It sounded like you said Craig. Oh, sorry, Krang. Favorite alien, Craig. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Craig wants Shredder to collect the pieces, all three pieces, so he can reassemble it and bring his war machine, the Technodrome, to Earth. Also, cool. Never been a cooler name than Technodrome. Yeah, our scream and Technodrome, baby. Let's Hell go. Yeah. Uh, Crane gives Shredder a big crystal to help him deal with the turtles, and then orders his robot to push him back into his tummy. Like, push me back in, Kevin. Kevin, push me back in. Do you think he's actually being pushed Ray, in? I my name's Black like Gilbert he Ray. Fucking loves being pushed. It looked in, like dude. he didn't, but I think that like that's part of the kink, you know? Like, yeah. Oh my, my god, face, yes. Smash my face. Get grab me that there. tentacle. Pull it. Oh god, yeah. It pull is. it. Squeeze it. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Right. The turtles figure out that Baxter is behind the teleportation device and want to hack into his mainframe, but the sun's coming up soon. Hey guys, sun's coming up. Big guy, sun's coming up. So April has to go in it alone because if anyone sees them in the light of the day, they'll freak out and rightfully so. Laura, wait, hold come- on. This was one of the the moments that I really liked in this movie. Uh, for the wow, this is so bad. It's I'm enjoying it. Where April's just like, oh no, it's daytime. Mm-hmm. You can't go out now. Like I was like, like why are they vampires? How is this delivery? Like that's so funny. Dumb. Um, Casey, Laura Linney comes in and hands Casey his ass and then takes over the investigation. Uh, Casey tells them about the manhole covers and they suspend him. So he decides to take matters into his own hands and you and become a hockey player. Uh, he decides first to check out Bebop and Rocksteady's favorite bar because they're probably not stupid enough to go there or are they? Uh, but Shredder and Karai get there first. Of course, and, they're dumb enough to do that. Like, he's so and they. Hire him as air and hire them as errand boys. Uh, Leo tells Splinter he's sorry for failing, and Splinter tells him that as long as he keeps the team together, it'll be okay, but also maybe stop failing. Uh, Casey gets rough with the dude from Oz while Ice plays uh, on the jukebox, and the dude from Oz gives up the GPS coordinates for phone for the phones he gave Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, man, hearing Vanilla Ice, I'm just like, why didn't he get the job scoring this entire movie? Because I love you so him. much that you just said while Ice plays, like. Calling vanilla ice just ice <laughs> is, is so great. <laughs> ice man, man. He's an ice man. That, this scene is so weird of like, all right, he's just going to destroy shit in his bar. And then the guy just quickly gives up the thing or it's like, whatever. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Anyway. Andy nailed it though a second ago. Like he was saying the Stephen Amell line when he was just like, oh, like they wouldn't they wouldn't be stupid enough to go to the bar. What they should have done, hard cut to the bar. They're in the bar. They don't do that. What do they do, Andy? It's 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 just that line of what's his it's Stephen Amell saying a line. Yeah, they would be. Of course they would be. Yeah, it's just and it's also just poorly delivered too. But yeah, yeah. I hate this whole sequence of him throwing shit and breaking bottles and pissing off the guy from the Geico insurance um, commercials. Yeah. Wait, what 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 insurance is he from? I think you're right. I think he's uh, all he's, he's like misfortune. No, I think all he's state. All state. He's all state because he's mayhem, right? Mayhem. mayhem yeah. Mayhem, right. He's also in Law and Order SVU. He plays a recurring character in that. He's yeah, a great this, actor. This whole sequence of just him breaking glass and being no, like, "Where are they? Where are they?" It's like you're not intimidating, dude. <laughs> like yeah, your like, voice does I have, in, I have insurance, and I'm getting this all on tape. I mean, yeah. this is clearly state. illegal. Uh, let's see. April sneaks into uh, Shredder gives back to the Dark Crystal, uh, so he can turn Bebop and Rocksteady into Bebop and Rocksteady. Meanwhile, April uh heads to Baxter's office. Uh, we get some updates here. She sneaks in and watches them dart the two idiots and turn them into the wonderful Warthog and Rhino that we know and love. Uh, but she manages to grab one of the darts as Casey pulls up outside and sees the light show ten floors up. Tyler Perry explains why they're Rhinos and Warthogs, and it takes it makes absolutely no sense. But who cares? He's like, there's some latent DNA in him that must have come out. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever you like, say, Tyler Perry. Yep. I really like the way Shredder shot them, where he's like, they loads the gun and he holds it sideways <laughs> and he looks over and it's like, and it's just like perfectly hits him. And it's something about that. It's just the same, that same cartooniness. They're all transforming. Yeah. I hate everything they say, but I like, don't love there's, the design, but I, you know, it, no. it works. There's a general sort of like fun factor in that these two characters just don't give a shit about anything and they're just having a good time, which I think, again, maybe not the best vibe for a live action movie, but that's what they were going for. And they certainly accomplished something. Anyway, uh, Tyler Perry explains why they're right now. Sorry. And Tim, this is to what you said earlier. They really nailed the cartoon. Like these are just two idiots that are okay with being monsters because they're slightly more powerful and they, like, they really name it yeah well i mean sure yeah. but just the, like the actual cartoons the, i was calling like, them and scully hey, those are the, uh shredder orders shredder orders them to prepare the entire container so that they can make more uh rhinos and warthogs and whatever latent dna tim's gotten him i'd like to think it's a little brown bear and you come out and you're a little tall. You're a little less tall than you are, but you got bigger shoulders. Yeah. Uh, let's cool. see. April runs in and steals the purple canister and hits the emergency button on her way out, which locks everyone in. Casey spots her being chased by a couple foot soldiers and decides to suit up in his old hockey gear, which looks exactly like the mask from the toy that I had. So I was like, yippee. And then April gets surrounded. And it looks pretty dire until Casey starts hucking pucks at their faces. The okay. cops show up. Yeah, the cops show up and grab the ooze canister while one more Foot Clan member chases April into a dead end. Casey's body checks his ass into the next week and April tells him uh, and then she tells, excuse me, he tells April his name, but she can't hear him through the mask. So she says, Stacy Moans. Why? (laughs) Why would they like funny line? No, it's a cartoon, you guys. But it's also like the mask doesn't cover that much of the. It's like open. It's like this. We've heard him fine listen, the whole listen, time. Hear me. I, ch- I tested it out, everyone. I tested it out. I'm going to say Tim's name right now through what I think the mask would sound like. Stacy Moans? See, it always... <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank yeah. you. 
Sounds we all saw it coming, but it was worth it. I, I think I knew I was in for a bad time with with Stephen Amell's Casey Jones. The moment that the unknown annoying character is in that cop car in the first yep. sequence that we already passed, and you know, you guys got to get some hobbies. Me, I'm into hockey. It's like, oh, oh no, no. Like, I just like, I <laughs> just kind of no, sink into my you. seat. Yeah, I didn't even like, and it's not that I even like. I don't know. I know people like him on Arrow. I'm sure he's a capable actor, but I'm I just not. like that sequence and the character that he's playing to be Casey Jones and me. I'm into hockey, and you want you want the audience to be like, oh fuck yeah, that's gonna be Casey Jones, and it just it isn't cool at all, at all. It is it is explaining away something that did not need to be explained away. If you grew up on the East Coast and you just happen to play like hockey, I don't think we need that much exposition for it. Like, I think I don't think it's that. I guess maybe, though, if you opened up the back of his trunk and there was nothing but hockey gear in there, you might want a little bit of an explanation from it. But I'll just say this before okay. I call on Tim uh, and, and Joey will appreciate this. Stephen Amell, he's no Robbie Amell. Uh, what's up, Tim? I agree. Kind of I'm just I mean, in a good solution, just putting it out there instead of making him a cop, just make him a hockey player. Mm, revolution well, i think i got i think i don't know I, think so. I think that this was supposed to be a casey jones origin story where they were like he's a trained corrections officer and he gets kicked off the force no, and now he's, he's gonna yeah, become he's a, vigilante he's a cop, just to be clear he's yeah. yeah i mean hockey players know how to fight too because of hockey he's never been a cop in any iteration of the story he has been a hockey player in every iteration of the story well, you know what you know what tim you know what tim there's a first off there's a first time for everything like april's <laughs> never dressed up and as hot schoolgirl yeah. cosplay before either but that now is, we got that that no is a very good it. point very, i was just trying it. to solve your problem of if they opened the trunk and there was hockey gear that'd be weird but it wouldn't be weird if he was a hockey player that's all i'm saying we can move on it is one of those things where you go as a cop if I were his boss and I was like, okay, so you tracked down three armed assailants who were dressed as ninjas and highly capable fighters, and all you had in the back of your car was a hockey stick and a mask, where was the shotgun that you're supposed to have in the back of your car? And he'd be uh, like, no, he's I, a, I, but he's like, I like hockey. But yeah, he, wasn't, he wasn't in a squad car. He was in. Yeah, but he's got. He's a cop, isn't he? Isn't he required no, to carry a gun on him at all times? Uh, well, first still of all, not a he's, cop. They, they've also like is he a cop or not a cop because people he's keep a saying corrections he's a cop. officer no, he's, he's, a, a cop. Joey, he's a cop i'm pretty sure he's a cop i looked at the wikipedia definitely says he's a corrections officer <laughs> oh i'm so sorry joy are they not required to carry guns with them wherever they go because i thought absolutely that's the whole not. purpose of why people become cops no, well then, Wait, then how maybe the all they're allowed to carry with them is hockey them. sticks she's like oh it's not jones again i thought he was like dark knight where it's like yeah. i'm gonna get in the car we're like a swat guy and then he reports to laura lynn turns out laura lynn is not even a cop either she's just hanging out and everyone's like you're the only capable actor in this thing you get the role and that was it anyway back to the plot uh oh where the heck was I? The cops show up and grab the ooze, body checks. It doesn't matter. The turtles finally show up in case he thinks they're aliens. Uh, so they fuck with him a little bit. Mikey makes introductions and it's funny. And April updates them on the purple ooze situation, giving Donnie the dart to inspect. Uh, Mikey asks April and Casey, uh, if Casey, excuse me, Michael asks if April and Casey are a thing. And they all head down to the secret layer. And I'm very happy that this is pretty much the only time we get him blatantly flirting with someone. Uh, Wait, Donnie, I also just love that you called Michelangelo Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
<laughs> uh, listen, man, you know, I'm still thinking about ice playing on the juice box in the sea before. <laughs> Donnie thinks he can use the DNA uh, to reverse engineer some shit and in the dart to find Bebop and Rocksteady because it gives off some sort of radioactive signal. Uh, and hopefully that'll lead them directly to Shredder. Casey spots Splinter, who was listening to Lionel Richie, and the turtles all tell Casey to go hunt him down. So, like, we see him sometimes. You gotta go get him, uh, which, of course, does not end well for him. But shout out to Splinter for having great taste in music. Uh, Casey wants to bounce until he spots the Tartuga Brothers truck that saved his ass. And April tells him, if you want to go down swinging, these guys hit harder than anyone. Uh, to which I would respond, I don't want to go down swinging. I'd actually just like to solve this case and go home, maybe get a slice or two of pizza on the way back. Shredder orders Kariah to nab the ooze from the police station while Donnie figures out that the purple ooze can turn turtles into humans. And this is the big problem. He's like, this could be life changing. And then Leo goes, we don't need that kind of change. And he tells Donnie to keep it to himself. But there are no secrets in the secret lair. Tim, Mikey. Oh, shit. Dude, that was good. All. That was really good. <laughs> Uh, Shredder heads to the museum uh, and grabs the second piece with relative ease. I thought there was going to be a scene here, but now he just kind of walks in and grabs it and then sends Bebop and Rocksteady. To, he didn't need that? Bebop or Rocksteady. Nope, like, he could have just walked in and yeah. grabbed this thing. There's no security. Yeah. Uh, and then, the and then he sends Bebop off. and Rocksteady to Brazil. Mm-hmm. And like maybe 15 minutes later, the turtles get there mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, the, alarm, like, the cops are coming in 30 seconds. It's like mm-hmm. you had time to come over from wherever your lair is to this museum. Yeah. Listen, man, I'm watching a Netflix documentary right now called This is a Robbery. It's a six-part documentary on art theft, the biggest art theft that took people 50 years. It took them like 35 years to solve this. So maybe by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 7, we'll get the cops arriving to this museum, and that'll be a huge reveal for everyone. Like, hey, remember this? And someone will be like, I do, because I study this shit. Hey, Mr. Miyagi, remember this? Hey, Mr. Miyagi, we got a big rat, and he's listening to Lionel Richie's all night long. <laughs> Donnie detects traces of the neutronium coming from the space rock, which means whatever it was inside of that rock might help Shredder open up a portal to another dimension where all life forms are bodiless brains. Raft uh, talks April and Casey into sneaking them into headquarters so they can steal more of that. It was unbeknownst to Leo and Donnie, uh, but they need they need a big gun, man. They need a distraction. Who do they recruit, Tim? That's right. Burn the Falcon Fenwick. They sneak into the police headquarters, uh, which seems odd since Casey is still technically a corrections officer or a cop. Maybe he could have just walked his way in, but we don't know what he does for a living. It's possible he's a criminal. From what I'm gathering, Joey thinks he's a corrections officer. Kevin says he's an FBI agent. Tim thinks he's a cop. And he thinks he works for the uh, garbage people, yeah. garbage association yeah, of America. A, a part-time um, at Olive Garden. Yeah, part-time at Olive Garden. <laughs> hey, man, all the breadsticks you could eat when I was in college, <laughs> I fucking love that. I should have worked at Olive Garden. Uh, let's see. Uh, but the foot are already got, got to the container, so Mikey calls in. Leo and Donnie is back up. Laura Linney spots the turtles, and some cops call them monsters, but Casey Jones and April intervene so they can get away. Mikey. Is taken aback by the fear and hatred he saw in the eyes of the cops. But Splinter tells him that people fear what they don't understand. Uh, Splinter then tells Leo he should listen to everyone's point of view instead of making them blindly listen to him. Donnie gets a ping on Bebop and Rocksteady, who are apparently headed to Brazil. So just to, just to Tim, I just wanted to let you know that if, you, if you're worried about realism in this movie, okay, mm-hmm. uh, and your big criticism was that his watch only had a three-foot radius, well, he solves it by the end because he can get a fucking radioactive signal from a plane that's headed to Brazil, which has to be at least a half a mile, if not a mile away yeah. from where they're currently at. So don't worry about it. Uh, uh, 
Let's see. They hop on the next flight out of JFK while Laura Linney interrogates April and Casey and things do not look good for them. Casey tells her the turtles are not the ones you should be chasing. And she's like, they're monsters. I'm going to chase them and hunt them down. Bebop and Rocksteady find the missing third piece and Baxter gets really excited about it. Meanwhile, the turtles ride in the cargo department to Brazil. But Donnie realizes that but that Bebop and Rocksteady are already on their way back. And it's like, oh, I guess we're not getting a scene in Brazil. Uh, so they decide to jump from plane to plane. And if you don't think cool. that this is the spiritual successor to the building to building to building jump in Fast and Furious 7, Tim, a part of you is dead. And we need to resuscitate it. How does that make you feel? Get him ready, please. How does it make you feel? Resuscitate me. <laughs> this was weird. I was like, wait, they're going to Brazil now? And then they're like, no, we're not going to Brazil. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I guess I we don't think, have to I wait until I'm going to Brazil. They are in Brazil. That, that whole... In like the airspace of Brazil. Well, no, but they, they, they go in the just, river. It was just weird because you'd river, think right? like maybe... I don't know, first off, why they had to be in Brazil. Like, why wouldn't they just be like all the pieces are in New York? Um, and, but and Nick, that wouldn't it make was any a cool sense. scene. You know, <laughs> they were like, get him on a play. It was just one of those things where, like, it screams, we needed a slight rewrite on this because you're like, oh, they're going to go to Brazil. And there's this big promise. Like, when you say in the first act that one of the pieces is in Brazil, you're like, okay, we're going to get them in Brazil. But I guess they do. I guess we get the river scene where they're floating down, like, yep. the, the river. Cool. So I guess technically we did get a Brazil scene. Anyway, I like this part where they have to jump from plane to plane and everyone goes balls to the wall, except for Raph, who's like, I'm going to do it, Mr. Miyagi. I got to jump out of the plane. But yeah, like, ends up like who? It. Who's the channel? Sir oh Vincent my God! Diesel. What would Vin Diesel do? Great. Oh my God! Is what I have to imagine. The last time I legitimately laughed in this movie. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you one thing right don't, now. Don't get cold. You know what I mean? Like, enjoy this movie. I'm telling you guys right now. There's got to be a moment in Tim's life where he's tired, right? He just realized the production <laughs> meetings at nine o'clock, and I have to wake up early for this. Moose kept him up all night. Uh, Gia's out of Cheetos or whatever the heck's going on in the Getty's household. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Cheetos. I just got a fucking rally for this day. I got eight hours of content. What would Vin Diesel do? And then he just smokes a shit ton of weed and makes one Instagram video. That's terrible. That's what Vin Diesel would that do. That is what Vin Diesel would God, do. God bless. Anyway, he jumps in and slams right onto the cockpit, cockpit and they make it aboard and kick all the foot off the plane. So Bebop and Rock say it's their turn. Uh, Bebop immediately mounts a 50 caliber gun on a tank and blows the cockpit apart. So Donnie tries to leave. Uh, so I level out the plane while the rest of the turtles play hot potato with the missing piece. Donnie uses his bow staff as a flight stick, but the plane is worse for the wear. So they crash into the river, losing Raph along the way. Raph makes it ashore and comes eye to eye with the turtle. And then he says, well, this is awkward. And it's really funny. Did we lose Andy? Uh, yeah, he has to restart his computer for some uh, something. Odd forsaken reason. Got it. Uh, the turtles surf the rapids in pursuit of the MacGuffin, and they get outplayed by Beatbot when Beatbot brings in the tank. Uh, they end up going over the rapids without the case. Fuck and you, then- awesome visuals. Weird bonkers shit that if you think about for a second, it just don't, like ruins it. Don't. But if you don't... This is a fun scene. The tank coming out of the water with with Bebop on it. Right. It's like, okay, cool. A lot of cool stuff going on here. And then Leo, of course, instead of being a good leader, is just like, thanks, guys. Real good teamwork. And everyone's like, we they had a tank. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did, I did enjoy the dialogue here. I mean, it was a little stilted. And it, like, I enjoyed it for just this one scene, not in the context of the rest of it. But the talk about like the words associated with each one of them, where it's like Michelangelo has the heart. Uh, Leo has the strategy. Raph has the mm-hmm. instinct. Mm-hmm. Like I like how that came back at the end when they yeah. kind of each said it to each other. I'm just like, ah, that was cool. 
it's it's one of those things where like I guess they just have to do that every single movie because that's what every single movie is about them but not this, working this as a team they, and then working exactly. as a team. But this one like I think nailed it with the words the best. Uh, yeah, I'm I trying to find some positives here, guys. I think they Come express on. themselves. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Laura Lenny tells April she's ne- she'll never get a phone call until she tells them everything about the turtle. So Casey picks her pocket and calls Vern to find more footage from Baxter's lab. I want you to be the hero. New York City thinks you are, and Vern's like, I can do that. Then Vern uses this, uh, the key to the city to easily sneak into a very very highly secured and very top secret lab and finds a fourth camera hidden behind a wall and then he goes right on like behind a clock and he goes right on time kevin and then he rips the cable out all the way around and that leads right back down to a little panel that's sitting underneath the camera and it's hilarious uh on the plane ride back the turtles are are, all argue about each other uh, about their worst traits and he says we may be brothers but we're not a team and then leo walks away again it's like where are you gonna go you're on a fucking plane bro we can see you baxter combines all three parts of the machine and turns on uh turns it on with a lot of electricity and then he gets super horny for galileo and steve jobs and he's like they can eat my ass and it's like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah he said that holy shit (laughs) when you put it that way tyler perry jesus (laughs) Galileo, Steve Jobs can eat my ass. <laughs> Tone it down a little bit, you know. What I mean? We don't need that. It's a kids movie. Uh, eat my ass. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, Vern gives Laura Lena the footage of Bebop and Rocksteady, which immediately clears April and Casey's names. Uh, she puts out an APB on Baxter Stockman, but uh, but her orders are cut short when a massive porthole opens up in the sky, which eventually reveals parts of the Technodrome uh, that start coming through it. Uh, quote: If Krang finishes building this thing, it will end the world. It'll be the end of the world. And everyone just knows that. They're just like, it's going to be the end of the world. I feel like uh, if there's a giant metal floating thing constructing itself in the middle of the sky, I feel like that's the vibe it gets out, gives out, you know? Probably. But the, but the, the optimist in me thinks maybe it's going to be a cool sky mall. No, and they'll sell cool I sky mall things. If that happens, you'd be freaking out being like, this is it. Oh, I'd be, I would immediately smoke a cigarette. I'd be like, I'm going to I'd oh, cocaine to go and cigarettes. Cocaine, yeah. Probably just a camp, pack of camel lights. I'm like, I'm going to slow play these little jewels. <sighs> That's good living, Tim. Um, let's see. Okay. Well, one more thing we forgot to just kind of slide in there. The only people that can take advantage or, or, or handle the situation are the turtles because the atmosphere surrounding that thing will be toxic for people with standard cardio systems. So the turtles might be the only ones who could come close to shutting the technodrome down. But we're going to need the cops at our backs, not trying to lock us up. Hey, Mr. Miyagi, the cops didn't like us so much. Um, I was about to say, the way you're reading this whole sentence, I'm expecting you to say, and Mr. Miyagi, our cardiovascular system. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so how, how is the shredder not like dead? I don't know. Oh, they gave him a helmet. Remember Baxter makes him the helmet. Oh, that's like a yeah, that's right. that, yeah, that yeah, has yeah, a breathing yeah. apparatus in it, which I actually think is cool. I like I like the look of the shredder in this. I think they kind of had a little bit more grounded me. reality with that. Well, shoulder pads too. Uh, another compliment I will give this movie is it's anything but boring. Like it moves, and I feel like you you have to you're forced to pay attention enough because mm-hmm. every line is setting up what happens next, and it kind of just keeps going. Cool action scenes enough throughout, and like I feel like that's kind of all the movie is is just three or four set pieces that are just backed up together and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like an hour 52 it goes by it goes by yeah I agree. Uh, of course donnie tells them that they do have another choice if they drink the purple ooze they'll look like humans but be the same on the inside which makes absolutely no sense in the science of this world but let's just go with it i uh, wanted to see it just to see it me too yeah what happens to your shells 
Mm-hmm. What fucking do you? I I want to see you grow ears. Mm-hmm. I want like mm-hmm. I wanted to see it. I was really hoping I mean, to see like some. We, we shit. saw the drips on the hand. It just magically two two bones Delicious. became four. It wasn't which painful is like at all. exactly Kevin. Yeah. I couldn't believe just hurt. how that's why how time, fine he was like hurt. check this out. I have oh, four yeah. fingers now. Like it's, whoa, what the fuck? Everybody come look at this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I can't cool. remember what movie, but there was, a, there was a movie where like it was werewolves, and then like when they turn into a werewolf, it's like super painful. Like their bones oh, are underworld. cracking and stuff. Is it Underworld? I just yeah, didn't know that that actually too. But I mean, American Underworld went werewolf really in Paris, horrible. too, right? Yeah, American Werewolf in Paris. It looks terrifyingly painful. I just didn't know that werewolf uh, regeneration was similar to TMNT turning into human regeneration. <laughs> well, again, guys, if you I mean, if you had to pick no, between sorry, being not. a vampire, werewolf, werewolf, clearly the no, the choice. Not literally, no one agreed with you. Sexy werewolf. And it was it was Ooh. so it was so like. <laughs> Everyone was so against you that, like, you got embarrassed and doubled down. Everyone again. was so against me that people stopped listening to me as to why it was better to be a werewolf. And everyone's like, you're just wrong. And then I think someone <laughs> well, muted my mic. Like, and I was the like, same I can't. Thing over and over again. You kept being like, werewolf. Woo. You know what I mean? Flannel Can shirts. Normal so like, that's not. You ever seen Joe Manganiello naked? I have. And it is <laughs> impressive. I'd wear his wolf. All right, let's go back to this. Uh, mean. It doesn't mean. Let, uh, just let it lie there. Like, <laughs> there's no, no let him sit in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let him sit in it. Yes. Let, let him just sit in it. Sit with my shame. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and, the, and the eventual one comment that is either super, way too supportive of that statement or just says <laughs> ew. Right. That's. Leave a comment in the comments below, ladies and gentlemen. Let Tim know what you would, what he, wait, what was the thing I said? It doesn't fucking matter. Let's move on. Where the wolf. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's see. And then he's, and Leo's like, listen, we got to leave. This choice is not, it's too big for me. I got to lead up to whole group. And then Splinter says, you're all becoming, (laughs) Splinter's like, you're all becoming young men. And he's like, but that's great. Is that why we're all wearing pants? Hey, Mr. Miyagi, is that why we got to wear cargo shorts now (laughs) to hide our shame? (laughs) It's weird. Why are they wearing pants, Tim? Strange. Anyway, then Ralph's like, hey, Leo's like, I'm going to leave this whole decision up to the group. And Ralph goes, okay, no problem. And takes the fucking news and he immediately makes the decision for everyone. He does not ask anyone. There's no caucus at all. He just throws it against the wall and says, we're turtles once, we're turtles twice, three times a turtle. Turtles forever. Turtles for life. Uh, April rallies the cops to meet up with the turtles uh, who trepidatiously come out of the shadows, the sewers, and into the light. And Laura Linney says, what are you? Thing. And Raph says, let's just say we're four brothers from New York who hate bullies and love this city. Got chills. Got chills. It's cool. saying that. It is what it is. (laughs) And Laura Linney, who is, I I mean, I have to imagine is at least an Emmy award winning, maybe a Golden Globe award winning, maybe an Oscar winning actress is like, okay, I'll sell this line of bullshit for, for because I was getting a big paycheck for this. And she's like, what do you need? And they're like, we need you guys. Uh, you guys are going to be a pivotal part of this plan. And then the cops do nothing else for the rest of this movie, but it doesn't matter. Uh, and this is one of those things where they're like, all right, here's the plan. Everyone, Megan Fox, uh, Casey Jones, who may or may not be a hockey player and Vern, the Falcon Fenwick, who is a terrible asset. You guys go take on the foot, find the portal and make sure you shut it down. Why don't the cops help us? They can't help us. 
they don't know what's going on right now. There's no possible way we could just get like half of the 13th precinct to go down there and like overtake them. Why do they split into only two? It doesn't matter. While Meanwhile, we're going to head up to the Technodrome and we're going to turn that thing off and send it back to Kingdom Come. Team effort. Fern has a funny line here. He says where they're going away and he goes, why aren't we with the turtles? When something bad happens, you want to go with the turtles, which is true. That's why during the apocalypse, I'm going to go over to Kevin's house because he's got a giant tortoise there. Mm hmm. Shredder reports to Crank, who then immediately double crosses him. Teams are, are for weak people. Family is for is, is for scaredy cats. I don't share with anyone. And he puts him in the cold storage freezer, and that was it. That's it for it, Shredder. Yeah, that's it for Shredder. What a choice. <laughs> uh, there's some Easter eggs here uh, in the little museum he's in. I don't really know, but the Triceratops looking thing is the Triceratron, which is from oh. the cartoons. Uh. And then uh, the opposite side, there's a Neutrino, which is another one of the aliens from the. Cartoon cool. and comics and stuff. I tried really cool. hard to look for things, but like the quality just wasn't there for that moment. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. I could see now Casey. that like you tell me what it is, I can see the neutrino because he's all like scared, but that's funny. It's cool. Thanks, Tim. Uh, Casey Byrne, April narrowly make it to Baxter's building while the turtles surf the remaining piece of the Technodrome to Krang, Bebop and Rocksteady rolling and getting in Casey's way. He tells April and Vern to secure the portal device while he runs interference for them. Uh, the turtles spot Krang's robot and fall in. Uh, they freak when they spot Krang. And then Mikey says it's like a chewed up piece of bubble gum with a face. Um, and then Donnie has the control panel while the rest of the turtles battle it out with Krang, who takes, on this, uh, takes a second to literally rearm. Uh, I like this part. I like where he's like, oh, yeah. he just starts building more weapons based off of his technology. It's not explained, but it's whatever. It's fun. Uh, Casey dukes it out with uh, with the Bop and Rock study while April and Vern make all way to the device. See another option. Uh, Casey decides, hey, listen, man, I found a chair that has some rollerblades on it. I'm going to rip those rollerblades off and duct tape them to my my feet to make inline skates, Tim, because Fucking I'm nothing so stupid without my hockey powers. He's a hockey player, though. You know what I mean? Hockey like, player, that's, Andy. That's where his strength comes Andy, from. Andy, are you going to fucking tell me? That you go, Tim, Nick, you got to go take out the portal device. I'll take care of Bebop and Rocksteady. And you look over and you see a fucking basketball and your first instinct is to strap that thing to your feet. <laughs> it's just, it's so bizarre that <laughs> like these large creatures are in pursuit. On motorcycles. On motorcycles. And they have to do the, they, like they have to use quick cut editing in order to make it feel like it makes sense. Because, like, he looks over, he sees some wheels, then suddenly he's got tape and he's strapping them to his feet. And it's just, like, what if the wheels suck? Like, what? like I don't know what the plan is. Don't it's fucking, so don't, don't bring logic into this movie, oh. right? It has <laughs> so no place here. Though. It has it's no presented place with reality. No. That's this the problem. Like, this, this it doesn't come off as fun. It comes off as dumb because Tim. it Do doesn't add Tim? up in a See vision. how mad he is? Listen, he hates everything. Tim. You're better than this, Andy. Tim. I'll, I'll say so many I'll, things. I'll it's say this. I'll fault. say this. I'll say this. Yeah. I would be a lot more uh, willing to just say whatever. It's stupid. If Casey Jones or Stephen Amell were a really fun character that I enjoyed seeing, because this is like right here for anybody who loves this movie and maybe really enjoys this part will is will immediately say but you all like the fast and furious movies yeah but like those are fun because as people the actors are just so dumb and over the top like stephen amell was not enjoyable to watch if it were uh another actor that i think is just hamming it up and just being silly as shit on camera i would have been way more into the fact i would have been laughing there if the rest of the movie was as fun as it could have been but like 
I just I see that scene. I'm just like, this sucks. <laughs> so it's, stupid. In Fast and Furious, you're, they're supposed to be stupid and they're supposed to be over the top and it's supposed to continue to rise that. This was supposed to be cool. That's the difference. And this wasn't cool. Cool for like a 12 year old. No. And I feel like 12 I mean, year olds. I don't know about you guys, but I like immediately went to my storage yeah. bin and I took out my roller blades that I used to wear and I just bladed down the street. Tim. <laughs> in line, Tim. I felt in line blades. the winds in my mullet just blow through my mullet. And I was I like, I don't have a mullet. fucking care in the world right now. <laughs> no cares. Do, does it make any sense how you would duct tape uh, that to your feet? But don't, no, but Nicholas, Nicholas, don't you bring logic into this? That's We're not, not bringing any about. logic into this. That's not what He's this also is being about. chased by two tons worth of warthog and rhinoceros. <laughs> so I think yeah, logic like, went look, out the window. I'm, I'm talking about minor changes. Just make him a hockey player. Make him just have rollerblades. Make it just that's his thing. And then it's like, okay, cool. We're this, but they need to go out of their way because of decisions they made to do this. Mm. I'm not saying it's good. I don't know. But I will say that perhaps, but I'm saying it's great. Perhaps perhaps you don't have a frame of reference, Tim, because you didn't live through the rollerblade era. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think that's true. I feel like rollerblades were a big deal when we were were my era. era. They were the K2 era, right? (laughs) Brink and Airborne. Lest I remind you, Brink. (laughs) By the way, way, we got into a very big, I'm not going to say argument, but discussion with Snowbike Mike on uh, when I was streaming the other night as to whether or not, wait, was that earlier? I can't remember what it was. We were talking about Brink versus Airborne. uh, Airborne, And Apparently, I'm on the wrong side of this because I thought Airborne was the superior movie, but people like Brink better. Maybe I have to watch Brink. I think Airborne's better, but I I think they're both good movies. I don't think this is a healthy discussion. I don't think this is a healthy discussion to have with this group. Whether or not Friends with Benefits or... Oh, I knew it. There we go. What was the other one, Tim? Friends with Benefits or just Friends, whatever the heck. Which one's the better movie? But I'm just going to say Airborne, great film. Yeah, great. No film. strings attached. No, no strings, strings attached. attached. Young Seth Green, young Jack Black. Come on, Airborne. that's great, man. Tim, we should have an airborne watch party if you've never seen it. I, I so think down. very fondly about so that movie. Oh, down. Anyway, Mikey gets caught in the squeeze by Krang, so Leo and Raph work together to rip his head off and the robot's head off so Donnie can bow staff at death with electricity. Uh, with Krang down, April and Vern have one last hurdle to overcome, Karai. Uh, Mikey attaches the beacon to Donnie's mini drone, and with the second to spare, they fly it out of the last little opening in the technodrome structure while Casey smashes the portal device's controls. Uh, the four turtles watch as the pieces of the technodrome get stuck, uh, get sucked back into the portal and then disappear. And then the brothers take a moment uh, high atop the city to pay respect to the thing that allowed them to get the job done. Turtle power. And then at night, Laura Linney holds a secret ceremony to award the boys the key to the city. And they're like, you're pretty okay. And then April and Casey ask Casey out on a date. And Laura Linney tells the turtles, listen, you guys, I think we'll be cool. Like I'm on your side. You guys can live a normal life. People will accept you now. And then Raph goes, normal? What fun is that? And then that's the end. And the credits roll. And I'm like, could this movie, Tim, get any better? And it could because we get a redo of the OG TMNT theme song mixed with Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. And it fucking (laughs) slaps. Honestly, I'm a sucker for theme songs. Always am. Love this. Good enough iteration for me to be happy. But... I am sorry to continue being such a downer on this you shit. This is the worst animated credit scene I have Dude, ever. Dude, for real. I can't. Kevin, can is there any way you could bring it up somehow? 
Like just to show it, uh, I can't. It, but Andy it is bad in every say. single way. The colors are bizarre. The art choice of whoever designed know, it horrible, and the way it's animated, it's like to call it a like 2002 flash animation is like giving it too much credit. Like it is just stretching and skewing in ways that looks like I animated it in After Effects, Nick. It's like I, they, it's fucking. Bad, I get it, man. I definitely I, I get felt it. Like it was fine. Would, would it help not, if man. if I brought up the lyrics to Ninja Rap? Yes, it would. Worst. Yo, it's the green machine. Hold on, I just remember <laughs> that. I just Thank remember you. that from that was from the dome. That was from the dome. Gonna rock the town without being seen. To Andy, have you ever seen a turtle get down, slamming and jamming to the new swing sound? New swing sound <laughs> is my favorite thing of all time. The new swing sound. Oh, <laughs> what does what that mean? This? this looks like it was made in MS Paint. This, you know, what this reminds me of, like. When I got really excited because I was like, oh, there's a new Wolverine animated movie on Netflix. And then it wasn't. It was an action. Com- it was like a motion comic. Dude, and they were they did, terrible. They did Tyler Perry so dirty. Yeah, please, dude, please bring up Tyler Perry. I got to bring up Tyler Perry's drawing. They did him so dirty, dude. <laughs> Come on, guys. For reals. Like somebody in the comments if anybody actually thinks this is good let me know let me know that i'm wrong because i don't believe a single human being can look at this and think no, it's good I, this is I good but like it's I, I don't think it's the worst thing i've ever seen this movie has a 135 million dollar budget i am saying that this is the worst credit scene yeah, in a movie that- of this scale ever like and the fact definitely... that she ties up her shirt is just also another gratuitous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, you got to no? complete the look. You know what I mean? If you've already gone ninety nine percent into that, you got to. Look at that head. What's up with Leo's head? This shit's fucking. Defend this, Kevin. Defend it. What's up with that skull? Why is, it's why are his fingernails so pronounced? Kevin, they're, come back over to pronounced. Happy they're Island. Yeah, I remember the Happy Island. Like this was. Let's fine. go to Kevin. Come like, to Happy Island. I'll, I'll read you verse two of the lyrics from Go Ninja Rap. Oh, more uh, at this point, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love all of these end credit scenes because it means the movie's over and I don't have to type anymore. Please bring it back up. Please bring it back up. Because uh, I want the animation of, of Michelangelo swinging the nunchuck. It, it, you just had it there a second ago, so I think it's one scene before this. Yeah, this one, please. Oh, okay. Look at that after like, but like, who cares? You know what I mean? Like the movie is this isn't a YouTube visuals. video. This is a Hollywood blockbuster with a yeah, hundred and thirty five billion dollar budget. They could have said black and, and names, but they didn't. They did this instead. Kids <laughs> love flash animation. Look at his dome. Is that how shadows work? The whole part is supposed to be shadow. I don't know. You know, yeah, somebody works really hard for a half a day on this. No, okay? they didn't. They that didn't. Was the, that was the joke. It was only a half. Tyler Perry, dude. See, that's an After Effects joke because, as everyone knows, this took at least a week to animate. Oh, absolutely, and that's the worst part. It's like this, this took a very long time to do. That part that Tyler Perry doesn't look like the same human being between these two. <laughs> between these two friends. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> like right there, he looks like Tyler Perry. Right there, he looks like Jerry Lewis. I'm not quite sure what's going on here. I don't know. It's very weird. Very bizarre. Right there, he looks like one of the characters from Dick Tracy. I don't know what's going on. Andy. At least they got splintered like wet over there. Uh, Andy, hit me with either haiku review or ragu pagu, please. 
Here we go. I have to adjust all of my thing. Where is my soundboard? Because I restarted my computer, Kevin. Do you remember that? Do you remember Suddenly when I restarted my computer? Seven Suddenly syllables in the middle. It's not popping up. You need five for the first and last line. Wave link is an opening. No surprise there. Haikus don't need to rhyme. It's all connected. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Jules Vuanato did. Our cartoon made real, turtle power for the steel. Sloppy, but ideal. Andrew Feisner says, That's good. Nerd Tyler Perry, turtles and Vern less horny and much less scary. Movie not poopy, Krang's very gooey, plain go kablooey. <laughs> That's what we're working with. <laughs> Toodles. Uh, Joe Merton's so hard with that. <laughs> Joe Merton's writes in. Please answer me this: one hour, twenty-two minutes. What's with racket, dude? Nice day at the park. Just you and the missus, but you brought one racket. I need their story only because it's probably better than this film. Wait, Andy, could you please racket? bring up what's the racket? What is that? Mean? At one hour, twenty-two minutes in the movie, so we can see what Mr. Joe Merton's is bringing I can't, up about. I don't, racket, I don't have dude. the movie. I just I YouTube because oh. I I rented it off of Microsoft off the Xbox store. This I wasn't like an HBO be, posting. No, it, it, it's on the company Voodoo account. Mm, no, I don't have bring that. It up, bring it up, Kevin. Let's go to one minute and 26 seconds. I don't have it what set up it? where I can capture anything that's streaming like that, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Well, Joe, we're just going to believe you that that, yeah. that would have been a bit better movie about Mr. Racket, man. Um, uh, and well, then, tell me the timestamp one more time. It is one hour, 22 minutes. One hour, 22 minutes. All right. Yeah, keep talking, but talk real slow. I'm going to... I'm going to talk real slow mm-hmm. as I read you guys. Of course, miscellaneous is plot in haiku. Haiku. Ten minutes in. Fuck. Is it just me or does this suck? Most obvious truck. Bad guys freed Shreddy with Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> Turtles weren't ready. They Changing were up their jeans. <laughs> I enjoy the fun fight scenes. Stuff happens, it seems. Turn your gaze up high. Cloudy anus in the sky. Yep. They're all going to die. Mm-hmm. Death Star seems too strong. Just like this movie is too long. Best part? The theme song. 129, you say? 122. 122. Sorry, 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 sorry. Here we go. Here we go. It's like an hour 22, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hour 22. All right. Well, let's, let's bring this bad boy up. A valid question, Andy. I'm proud of you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, 122. Tom, I guess we're getting some, Tom. like, ocean no, it's not working. It's, it's blacking it out. It's the same machine. Oh, uh, it's doing that thing. Yeah. It's doing hey, that no, thing. what's up? Well, again, we believe you, Joe Burdens. Do you believe Andy, Joe Burdens, Joey? Can you through the scene? I was enjoying the, the you giving us. Yeah, sure thing. Water is flying by. There's some storms <laughs> in the sky. And some people are looking high. That's a rhyme right there. Oh, yeah, the one man <laughs> with the racket. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's just like, there's here. I, you know what I could do? Here's what I could do I could screenshot this and then show the you. screenshot. Oh, motherfucker. God, these yeah. guys think of everything, don't they? I mean, I got a way around it, but it involves a show. So do I. We don't have it. So, so do I. We don't have it. No, there's a way to do it, Kevin, by turning off hardware acceleration. That shit definitely 1,000% works. 
everybody's looking at this thing in the sky and they're all freaked out and it's a dude and i'm assuming his girlfriend and they're holding hands kind of like concerned walking towards this thing and he has a racket uh and a and like a backpack and like they don't look like they've been playing tennis he certainly doesn't look like he's been playing tennis. Where did he get this racket from? What's his plan? Is, well, he's, like, a, he's definitely... a cop, too. That's the thing. He's a ah, cop, but he also likes tennis. Oh, so. got it. Got it. Tennis man. Exactly. Tennis man. Exactly. Hit me with Ragu Baggy, please. Ragu. What's up, homies? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for for Tumnut in review. Here's how the list stands. Number one, Winters, The General, and Karai from uh, the animated movie. Number two, Eric Sack and the samurai armor from Wolverine from uh, the first, from the 2014 movie. Uh, Shredder and the Foot Clan and those amazing shoulder pads, pads from the original movie. Super Shredder and the Wolf and Snapping Turtle from TMNT 2. And then Lord Norinaga and Walker and the screenwriters for the film TMNT 3, as some people say, Turtles in Time. Where do we want to put Krang or Craig, as I will probably write him in? <laughs> Number two? Like Number two, that. I say. I'll second that. I think that works. He's fine. I like silly. Bebop Rock City. The, the villains had enough fun action scenes and things. Their plot was a plot. Which is more there. you can say than some of the lower ones. So Right. It's fair. Cool. Number two. There they are. Boom. We're moving right along, people. Having fun. That's time to rank the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Currently number one. We have TMNT, the 2007 animated movie. Then we have Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Oops. Then Ninja Turtles 1990. Then Ninja Turtles 2014 coming in at number four. Number five, we just have a spot open. Uh, and then number six, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Personally, I think that this is uh, is perfect. There's a nice little spot to put this movie where it belongs. I right agree. Little empty slot. See, do we have the rankings we can bring up? Oh, I'm so oh sorry. Yeah, I have that. Hold on. Thank you, Andy. There Thank you go. You. Perfect. <laughs> I think. Rocket man. Oh my god. I'm just gonna leave him up. What, yeah, what, what are they doing? What's the plan? I legitimately believe this should be number one. I had the most fun with this movie, and <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious, Joey. I'm serious. Uh, and it's, I think it's the 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 only movie that I'd watch again <laughs> out of all this horrible mess. You did could, more than the animated one than two, yeah. 2007? You wouldn't watch yeah. that again? No, I don't think so. Ugh. I can see an argument for it being above 2014, but at the end of the day, I just think that that kind of had more solid moments than this one does. I mean, I'm going to... Yeah. Can I chime in here? Yeah. I'm away. I'm going to shock the world right now. Oh, fuck. Oh, I'm going to shock the world right now. I and agree I with Kevin. I think this is the best... Yeah. representation we've gotten so far of the fun of what a TMNT movie should be. And I think all of your, I'm going to tell you this right now, all of your criticisms are a hundred percent valid, 100%. but I've watched this movie twice and I was entertained by it both times. And I can't say the same for the other movies that I watched because they just kind of fall flat. Even the TMNT, the animated one, which by the way is, a, is a very capable movie and it's very well animated yeah, and, so and written. It's just not fun. It just is lacking for me for some reason. Whereas this movie had, I think the fun of it overshadowed uh, <laughs> how terribly written it was. And the fact that it makes no sense. What, well, it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't make that much sense. It doesn't have yeah, I mean, sense. It's, just not, it's not I a think, good plot, but it is a plot. It's, and yeah, it does... it's not a good movie. <laughs> it's not a good plot, but 
none of these are especially right. good with good plots. And so I would say as far as the, I think this is, this for me, is the best of the worst. This goes right in that same slot that Tim was mentioning earlier for me. Number five. Um, I, again, I'm in that spot where I thought, I think 2014 Ninja Turtles should be higher than it is, but I got outvoted and that's totally fair. So I don't think this movie is better than that movie. Um, I would, however, prefer watching this movie over the 2007 movie, honestly. That was, all of our Number opinions one. are all over Just the place with this. Y'all are crazy. Andy. Andy, Joey, you're you... crazy. Wally is oh, not no. lower than fucking uh, Fighting Andy. Nemo. Um, Joey, don't like, listen to him. If you vote have this chance? number one, I have this new post-it for you. No, I would, put post -its for you. I would put this <laughs> number five. Not. I would put this number five. I think, um, I think the 2014 version made me laugh more consistently um i thought this one had a couple of nice gems but the 2014 not only had humor that i enjoyed from the turtles not all the time but enough um and i didn't ever really roll my eyes a whole lot and that's always my gauge like how many times am i gonna go oh man and this movie made me do that more i enjoyed the downhill snow scene of the 2014 a lot more than the action sequences in this one what then the waterfall uh, scene or the the double plane waterfall you crazy yeah i i Come mean on, yeah I, I i i would say i liked it a bit more i'm not that this one not yeah. that that wasn't enjoyable uh but i i enjoyed the action sequences of 2014 more uh, 2014 did not did not have Tyler Perry. It did not have Bebop and Rocksteady, and that movie is better for it. I yeah, I think the, the 2014 was trying to be a more serious movie, and like I got a bunch of vibes with it. They, they, they were trying to be like, it wasn't just like, hey, let's have fun, and that's what with this movie is. <laughs> Is more <laughs> the new <laughs> rankings of final rankings of Ninja Turtles in review for now. Number one, TMNT 2007. Number two, Secret of the Ooze. Number three, Ninja Turtles 1990. Number four, Ninja Turtles 2014. Number five, Out of the Shadows. And number six, Turtles in Time. We will return to this interview series, hopefully in 2023, with the Seth Rogen produced so movie. From now. Pretty damn exciting. It's 2021. <laughs> <laughs> like i said we're going to return later this week with black widow in review for mcu in review very exciting stuff uh and then after that we are gearing up for space jam in review everybody so that's really cool kev actually if i sent you the uh uh asset right now could you play it for us because it's really fun yeah i guess i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that too i'm so salty about the ranking for this movie <laughs> i will I, say I would, this is the one I that i much think only rather watch team nt 2007 for the rest of life than probably watch this <laughs> yeah like I, i'm totally with nick on the 2007 one i thought it was like serviceable and non-offensive but just i thought it was whatever Did um you send it, mm -hmm. tim this movie yeah, had to go all the way through these last two had way higher highs and lower lows yeah. for me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and the lower lows are there but you know it is what it is it is what it is indeed it is oh tim while we is. wait for that do you want me to pull up this video hold on Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would appreciate that. We just need to watch the first 10 seconds of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Audio. Naomi Superstar Seamus is here at IGN today. Naomi, we all know wrestling is fake. <laughs> There's Seamus. There he is. There's Rocksteady. There he is. There he is. Rocksteady himself poking me in the fucking face. He's got a kick in the face. Were you scared when, he is, when his size 11 boot just came at your noggin? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I knew he. I knew he could handle it. And it was He's gonna have, he has a bigger shoe than size 11, Nick. Like, I have a size 10, dude. <laughs> 11 came out. I was like, you missed 11. it. You fucked that joke up. You should have said 14. Like fucking like, 18 or something. I was like, nobody caught it. Nobody caught it. And of course, fucking Andy catches every stupid thing I said. Like, can you imagine, Tim, that massive, like, five foot nine guy running at you? Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! Is this what what I think it's about? Oh my God! Oh Jesus Christ! What's happening here? Oh, we need to hear oh, it. Face damn it. I, I don't know if the audio is coming through. Give me one second. Desktop audio. Oh, this looks fantastic. Voice, I swear to God. I yeah. I look from behind. That's Tim. That's, that's me. Like, oh, that's Tim. <laughs> I, I thought that was me. <laughs> my bad, Tim. You look great. That's, this is from the party mode episode. <laughs> was it? I thought it was me. Second. Hold on a second. Sorry, oh, it was guys. party mode, not KFA. Yeah, this is the one that uh we filmed when Jeff Ramsey came up and Tim didn't fucking pass me the ball. God damn mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Pass it, Tim! Tim heaving a long full court shot with like 10 seconds to go. You can dribble down. <laughs> I still I still have the hip hop sound in my head because it was one of those royalty free tracks. It was like do do YouTube and their free licensed music. There it is. Do you just put? Sorry, that's what we got. That's what we got. We can hear though, Kim. Yeah, they can hear. Oh wait, maybe they could. This is a disaster. This is, cool. I mean, this is what happens when you throw things in. Last yeah, hey, it's prep. all good, dude. It's all I'm good. having fun. I insulted Tim. I apologize about that, Tim. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Andy passes the ball to Bugs Bunny. <laughs> great. It's great. Fucking Cameron Kennedy. God damn it. And Carter Kennedy did the visuals. Carter Harrell did the audio. Of course, you can, um, as always, check out their Twitters in the description of this video. Thank you so much. You guys will be back later this week. Black Widow, then eventually other stuff. We love you all. Turtles are gone. They're done for now. Thank God. Tell, Tell someone about Tom Nut. Tell someone about the Toodles.